Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast today we continue a director spotlight for wes anderson we have covered his entire filmography up to this point and last friday we covered the first two of his new short films from the stories of roald dahl the wonderful story of henry sugar and the swan today we cover the last two the rat catcher and poison i am colton robertson i'm joined by joseph george what's up homie oh what up what up always a pleasure to be here oh and it is always a pleasure to have you man we're on the other side of the west weekend baby it was Mm -hmm. a good time i had i had just a blast um i'm glad that i I, sad to see it go but i loved i loved having it here it was weird to wake up and not have a west short for one day, I was getting kind of used to it. Four right. days in a row, I'm like, "Okay, this is very nice." And the next day, I woke up and I was like, "Oh wait, there's nothing waiting for me." You know, nothing mm. new. At least went back and rewatched them all, though. Um, I don't know. I've seen seen all of them definitely at least twice. I'd say I'm getting close to three for all of mm. them, though. Um, yeah, I've watched. Uh, well, I watched both of these the day it came out Mm -hmm. that was that was and i wanted to watch it only twice before we got on the podcast so Mm. i prevented myself from because you know we had a little more time to sit with these two than we did the uh, the first two um Mm -hmm. so i wanted to come into it with kind of the same perspective only two viewings going into the podcast and kind of you know work on my thoughts from there but i did do i did the full watch yesterday to get to my second viewings of the rat catcher mm. and poison. Uh, that was my third viewing of Henry sugar, my fourth viewing of the swan and my second viewing of each, uh, each, of these, each of these, but, uh, I love these dude. Mm. Um, like pretty cool. as yeah, a collection, all four together, Mm. If this was one movie, this would be one of my favorites of the year, and there's like zero fucking doubt about it. Um, More than Asteroid? Asteroid's my one of the year, so that is top one favorite of the year. There's a guy to do it. If there's a guy to beat out these four shorts right here, it would be the man himself. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think... uh, I think it would it could find itself... I mean, because I have Henry Sugar at eight on my 2023 ranking, so it... Found its way pretty high, and I've watched like thirty five twenty twenty three things. So like it's it's up wow. there. Um, okay, but uh, yeah, I I thoroughly thoroughly enjoy these. I think that if it was all cut together in a single film, though, I it would it would climb a couple spots. I think they all they all add more to the one before it. I think you know, and uh, getting to rewatch it, having watched all of them, uh, it kind mm. of. There's there's an interesting sort of thematic tie about 
these, especially in these two, about this one person who has like their pride wounded. They they're so confident that they are mm. correct. They're so confident that what they think is right. And when they are when they are proven wrong, they do everything they can to tear down the people around them, scare them. Uh, you know what the rat catcher does and the rat catcher and what Benedict Cumberbatch's character, uh, Harry, was it Harry or this sounds right. Uh, Mr. Pope. I remember it was Mr. Pope. Um, Harry. Yes. Yeah. Um, the way that he tears down Dr. Ganderby after he's done everything he can to help him because he was so confident that there was a snake on his stomach and then there was not a snake on his stomach. Um, Mm -mm. Nope. Yeah. That's, I don't know. It, that's the thing. These stories are are very very simple. Um, they are seventeen minutes each, so you know you can't really do a whole lot in here. But what they what they accomplish is like I don't know. It, it's it makes you think a little bit. Each one of them do. Mm. And uh, is is technically the rat catcher first? Is that that's yes? The, one, the, the rat catcher is the first one. The Poison came out on Saturday. Yeah, and. Uh, I don't know. So you didn't notice the missing poster? Um, Not the first time around. The second time I did. Um, Okay. Okay. When you said the missing poster, I thought literally they'd like released promotional material of a poster for the rat catcher. Oh. And it's like not anywhere to be found. So like I took it as a missing poster, not a missing poster. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Missing persons. Post. Yes. No, I did notice okay. that. I did notice that. And uh okay. and the first time around actually like uh I watched I I did with the rat catcher that I was I was up at 2 a.m. Mm. So I just watched it. Oh, okay. Um uh-huh. and that definitely affected my my viewing of it. Uh like like for sure cuz the second time around I was like Oh, I fucking love this one, you know. But the first time, it was very easily my least favorite. I found the rat catcher grotesque. I thought that Ray Fiennes, and you're supposed to, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not supposed to think he's cool. Um, but uh, like the first time I watched it, his characterization actively made me like the short less. You know what I'm saying? Really? Like, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. The second time around, that was not the case. But the first time around, I was like. You know, it's 2 a.m. I've watched The Swan and Henry Sugar previously, and, you know, they're The Swan got a little dark, but they were ultimately like, aw, sweet. Yeah. Love okay. that. And then this fucking guy came in and ate a fucking rat's that's, head. That's true. Um, yeah, this one didn't really have, like, a an ending that was like, ah, wow, okay, well, at least it's kind of like... At least there's a silver lining. No, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck this guy was yeah, doing. Yeah, that's true. It's this one's just straight up homie comes in, can't kill any rats, gets pissed off, so he well, tries to you. show off and he Gotta puts be clever a rat, in a rat in this job. Yeah, puts a a rat and a ferret. I love how he says, um like in the sewer, what the fuck, dude? What is this lineup, by the way? We we watch after hours not too long ago. Yeah, and the they say, of Paris. What the f- is this a common thing? Is this like Plast- is that a known thing? The first time I've ever heard of it in my life was After Hours, and then now I hear it in this brand new Wes Anderson short. Yeah, you know, this- Plaster of Paris, I think it's literally, uh, it's it's just like, a... It's what you use for paper, oh wait, oh no. Yeah, it's a dry, it's- it's a dry mix, oh. like that's, that's what it is. It's so setting, it's- 
plaster consisting of a fine white powder, which hardens when moistened and allowed to dry. Which would make sense if you allow rats to gnaw on it, that it would dry within their... What's the of Paris? Like, plaster isn't enough? Is Paris... I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know. I, I don't get it. But it, it was really weird hearing that twice. Yeah. Um, I knew, I back, thought that might come up. That's funny. Back. Um, um, but anyways, he says like, yeah, no, nothing will kill a rat faster. You know, no, maybe not even more of a humane way to do it. It's just nothing will kill a rat faster. Then he pulls the ferret out. Nothing will kill a rat faster than a ferret. You know, he literally just, I feel like the dude, it feels like he knows what he's talking about. But at the same time, I don't know. Like, no, I don't yeah, know, there's I don't know. a he does a lot of repeating himself. A lot. It, not only does it seem like he's trying to assure mm. these people that he knows what he's doing, but he's <laughs> trying to reassure himself that he's right. You know, he's that this this thing which he has very clearly devoted his entire essence to, his entire being, his whole thing has been dedicated. To rats. It's his whole life. His Very obviously. I mean, mm. his entire appearance, he is a rat man. You know, like that is that is what he, it's literally his character name. Mm -hmm. So I think he, there's this interesting thing that happens between mm. him and Rupert Friend's character, Claude. Where they are both trying to feel better than the other. You know, like they're, they're both, they both have like an inferiority complex that they try to like this mechanic calls mm. in the rat catcher. And obviously since he needs somebody's help, he feels like he's superior because he's like, ah, you need my fucking help. So what, Ru what Rupert friend's character try, tries to do is cut him down a little bit. Like, mm. Hey, your this is your job. Doesn't sound that hard though. You know, like I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure whatever you do, it'll be, job, good. Like, that'd be pretty yeah. simple. And he's yeah. like, why would that even be tricky, dude? That's that's, that's easy as fuck. And he's like, no, you gotta think, you gotta think about it. You know, mm. it's a little more tricky than you think. Yeah. Dude. Okay. Exactly. And then by the end, Rupert Friend's character is giving him the means to prove that he is not as good a person, quote unquote. You know, he's like, yeah, I'll bet you. He's egging the entire thing on, he, you know, because even Richard Ayoade's character, the reporter, is like, I I looked at him hesitantly. I didn't like this. I did not think this was a good idea. And he's like, no, I'll bet you a shilling. Let's fucking do this thing. You know, like. A, yeah. So it was, it started at a pound or whatever. And he's like, mm -hmm. no, I'll bet you a shilling. He's like, oh, you want me to do this for a shilling or whatever? So it's like yeah. even even work. You're even, you're really going to kill this rat. You know, you're going to do this for. I began to feel <laughs> the the line that he says there where he's like, I began to feel bad for the rat, not because it was about to die, but that it was about to be died and it was about to be killed in a specific way and with a certain degree of enjoyment. And uh that was a uh, that was yeah. a good line. I was close to picking that one. Yeah, yeah, it was um I don't know, I like I liked that rat too. The fact that they just had like a little mm -hmm. stop motion rat. And the fact or... that it starts to take over for the rat man's dialogue. Yeah, it was weird. It was like it took over for a little bit, and then Rupert Friend becomes the rat. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to look like if there was some, just to make it look more dramatic, you know, or if there's like some 
I think it kind of speaks to what I was what I was going on a little bit that they're not actually all that different. The only thing that separates them is his willingness to take the action. This person couldn't help but egg it on. This person couldn't help but watch what was going to happen. You know, That's like true. uh Mm-hmm. And so there's there, he I think that he's trying to say Wes and Roald Dahl are trying to say that this mechanic had as big a part to play in this rat's demise okay. as yeah. the rat man himself did, you know, like, uh, yeah, if they just would have paid no attention to it or been like, ah, whatever, like, just do your job yeah. man. we don't really want to like whatever. No need to pull him out of the box in the first place. And yeah, and bite him Dude, just bit Always. it like. Yep, what did he just, do specifically? Did he like bite his head off? Did he bite like just or a swift one bite? That's I'm all. Pretty it... sure it was like to the neck. Like oh, okay, and then yeah, just just had to... the shot just... of him like spitting out the blood. It was like two fifteen. Oh. I was like, I'm good. Fuck this. Oh. You know, like uh, they use rat's blood to make licorice in the factories. It's what they don't and tell he's, like, you. Smiling and then yeah. the way oh. that Richard Iowati explains, he's like he realized his audience was no longer with him. Yeah. Uh, Ew. Man, you know, at first, whenever he popped up, and I was like, "Man, is this is this actually um, Ray Fiennes?" Like, I'm like, I don't know the the hair and the eyes, like the oh, dude, uh, the the dark fucking eyes, yeah. and the teeth, and the way that it gets more and more extreme as they get to that like dramatic lighting where he mm. does because that's my scene yeah. and my shot dude, that whole sequence. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure it has to be the scene. That's mm. I mean, that's like that's just kind of the scene. Yeah, my shot is my shot specifically when they're facing off with each other and Richard Iowate, the narrator, is facing back, and then he looks behind him, mm-hmm. uh, and the dramatic lighting is flushing them okay. out a little bit. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, so like that recently at uh, I can't remember if it was the Venice Film Festival or uh, Telluride or whatever, but whatever these debuted at, um, Wes Anderson went on stage and talked about some of his influences. Like, uh, just in general and filmmaking. And one of the ones he pointed to was Spike Lee, um, director of Malcolm X and do the right thing and all sorts of great, great fucking movies. And that one kind of shocked me because I was, it's never been super evident. I don't think like, uh, there's a, there's a vague influence specifically thing on a lot of his work, but it's not so specific as that scene and those shots when it like dramatically lights up that way and and Richard Iowate turns back to the camera and uh mm. and they're they're facing off and he's behind them narrating and then he's in a different spot narr- like it's just a beautiful sequence that was very very spikely like that was mm. directly influenced by him and it was it was just cool to hear him say that recently and then to see it so obviously depicted in my opinion um yeah, it is interesting to think about what the uh where Wes gathers inspiration from. It feels like because I like me watching Wes, I feel like people gather inspiration from him. You know, it's like yeah, it feels pretty like how, one of a kind. Yeah, like how how could I mimic or not necessarily mimic, but like what how could I even get close to something like this? But mm. then I, there has to be some inspiration. Wes got to get it from somewhere. Unless he's just like that. Who knows? Maybe this is just his brain. This is just what's going on inside Wes's brain all the time. This is just how he sees stories being told. Um, I don't know. I, I just 
the shot was really simple. I thought I don't know. I, I really liked it. It was just all of them peeking their head in the sewer, just down the long tube, and all all of them just having a little peek peek down the uh, the end of the sewer. It, it is also whenever they said plaster of Paris, so it was kind of this uh, weird moment as yeah, well. Right. I was like, ooh, that's a cool shot, and then like plaster of Paris. I'm like, wait a minute, wait, what the wait. fuck's going on? I'm like, yeah. hold on, because I just and the fact that it was after hours as well. The fact that it's this weird the ass weird yeah. just fever dream of a movie, and then I and then I'm like, okay. What's going on? We'll be on? discussing like After Hours this Friday on yeah. the Penny Bloom podcast as yeah. a part of the director's spotlight uh-huh. for Martin Scorsese. Oops. Time travel. Um, that's okay. But, um, yeah, that was – that's just really – the fact that they come on the same week, though, of the pod, that's really weird. There that you go. really, really weird. Especially when we um, record so much in advance and this was kind of an impromptu addition to the schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's – there's mm-hmm. it is always weird the way things line up. It was strange. Um but then I, I heard it, and I'm like, okay, this has to be a common thing. I'm like, yeah. there's there's no way. But the, it's – I've never heard – I've heard plaster, I guess, before in my life. But of Paris, I've never heard that saying. And I hear it completely in After Hours and in, and in this one. But, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think in this one, I, I – you said you didn't really like uh, Ray Fiennes, the character. It actively kind of turned you off of it. I was, I was brilliant. Dude, I was all in at the jump. I was like, "Oh, dude, I'm I'm fucking with this." Like, just everything he said, like uh the way like the whole costume design, his fingernails, his teeth, mm. the eyes, the hair, the jacket, the little satchel, little bag that he had. The fact that he pulls out the poison, it's just not even there. Yeah, you know, just he just Yeah. Yeah, like with his mouth, I'm like, "Okay, I don't know." No composition out. Yeah, rice or green? What is that rice? Oats. Yeah, or man, just he—he he felt like he was on a lecture. Everything yep. he was saying, he was teaching a lesson. You know, um, he was trying. You know, yeah. that's a, and I, I. There is something so ominous about that part. You know, when you get to the end, and he's like, "They must be well fed on something else in that hayrick." Um, mm-hmm. And then earlier, when he surrounded the hayrick, and he's like uh, they must be feeding on something large and juicy they must have plenty to eat mm-hmm. you know uh and it, and then you get to that and you're like oh they're eating a person that's mm-hmm. yeah that's I, dark. I was uh on the the first watch i didn't piece together that the rats might that this dude is dead and that he's being eaten i didn't put that together um, i did not not put that together at first but i saw the poster like, uh, like, kind of, it was one of the first things I I saw because that, it's like in the opening shot. Like, it's oh yeah, it's right there the whole time. And I'm like, I don't know why it just looked like Owen Wilson to me. And I'm like, oh my god, is Owen Wilson in this short? Like, am I gonna see Owen Wilson in this wow. 17 minute short right now? I'm like, is is that really gonna happen? And then, um, so it was just in the back of my mind. Kind of the whole time, and then whenever Ray Fine said that line of like, "There's got to be something big, juice," like, because uh, that was kind of in the middle. It wasn't like at the end when, no, when it was like kind of no. made clear when it was like, um, when Richard Iwade yeah. looks off and he's like, "They must be, yeah, it you must know, be like, something very nutritious or something." Yeah. Like, I don't know, they they focused on like one word, and then he looked like at the poster, and I'm like, "Okay, 
I was like, okay. But, like, when I caught it there, I'm like, no way Owen Wilson's dead, right? Like, if Owen Wilson is in this, no way he's just a dead body, bro. Right, right. Um, wow, but, Mr. Ratcatcher, yeah. they, uh, <laughs> they ate me, man. You know, wow. Uh, no, I would I don't know. It would have just been... What a lemon. Been in- incredible to see him pop up in here. Because I don't know why. Did, it, it, I'm trying to look at the poster right now, just to see if it... I mean... A bearded, hoboish Owen Wilson? <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's not really at all, but... I don't know. I, I see it a little bit, like just an older. No, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't fixate on it too much. I because the second time around is when I really, really caught that, and I mm. was like, "Oh, yeah, this is a." And I can't emphasize enough how much better my second viewing of this was than my first viewing. Like I, mm-hmm. this is now probably my second favorite of the shorts. Uh, there's something very nice about the wonderful story of Henry Sugar that like just brings That's me a lot. like it's that'll longer, be a nice little comfort to movie too you know mm-hmm. like it's sweet it's mm-hmm. it's nice there's there's not a lot in it that makes you go like oh fuck that's bad you know mm-hmm. uh um, yeah no it's Henry Sugar's definitely the cream of the crop of these shorts that's for sure um i haven't added them into my my list yet but um i'm pretty sure i'd say probably poison is on the bottom of these shorts yeah we're just um, saying a lot yeah Dude, and it's good movie. yeah it's still it's still it's still good henry sugar's definitely at the top poison's definitely at the bottom and i feel like swan or rat catcher could kind of so i feel mm. like swan's kind of better though i don't know no, I that's my like thing. Is that a little more going for it? But. What's interesting is that I think Henry Sugar and Ratcatcher are probably my two favorite, but they are probably the two worst. Um, and then Poison and the Swan are my least favorite, and those are probably the two best. Um, I think you can make an argument. Like, funny enough, I think the last three are better than the Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. Like, I think all three of the sh- of the shorts after Henry Sugar are better made than the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. I think mm-hmm. there's a simplicity to them that they get across, and and because it's 17 minutes, they have a lot more heavy lifting to do and a lot less time, and it's uh, fascinating to see how yeah. he's capable of doing that. Um, but regardless, I... Uh, yeah, I've got wonderful story of Henry Sugar, the rat catcher, the swan, poison. That's my yeah. order. I think I would... I would just switch the Swan and Ratcatcher for me. Mm. I think I just I kind of liked them in the order they came out. I guess yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think the one I will revisit the most I feel is Henry Sugar, without a doubt. Like oh, yeah. I think if I'm coming back to one, I'm I'm watching that one. It's more there's just more substance there i yeah. guess you know it's it's i'm in it for a longer time yeah there's a lot more to chew on for sure it's mm-hmm. like two of these 17 minute ones put together and then you know yeah let's say say you wanted to kind of edit these into a movie maybe like french dispatch style mhm um you think just Roll doll would be like the the glue of it all. Oh yeah, he'd be like he'd be the Arthur Howitzer. Like I don't think you'd have to change anything about this 
if you cut it together, okay. you would just, you know, you'd have like the little message at the end that's mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, the rat catcher was based on a man that Roald Dahl knew, which is fucking crazy. Um, and then it would just be like poison roll right into it. You know, like it would, there wouldn't have to be much of a, there's like nothing you'd have to change. Mm. Um, yeah, that would be, that would be, it would be kind of cool to see if like it cuts back to roll doll and then you mm-hmm. get where he heard the story first through like his eyes or something ah. like that. And that's like the glue of it. I don't know. I was trying to think of a way to like kind of make this into a movie. Um, and it would definitely have to be French Dispatch. Like, there's no oh, yeah. glue between the actual stories themselves, really. Yeah, beyond Maybe there's doll. some similar themes. There's some thematic, yeah, there's some yeah. thematic elements that overlap. And, you know, I think they're all kind of about isolated figures who have honed this ability to do something. Hmm. Or you know, like very isolated. I guess in Poison, it's the only one where it's kind of left up in the air. It's kind of like who, like, where, what are they doing there? You know, like what, like what? Henry Sugar, you know, was this just lonely, rich, only child, you know, or whatever? And then, um, in the Swan, very lonely kid just gets bullied on Mm -hmm. uh, the Rat Catcher. Obviously, this dude's just been by himself, and rats. Rats have been his company. Yeah. Um, I always have one or two rats about me. Poison, I guess, is, I don't know, do they give a little backstory to to good old Harry? No, Harry uh, Harry and Woods, uh, they seem to be buddies, at the very least, you yeah. know? Um, mm-hmm. There's a... Uh, is that just their house? Like, they're just roommates? Yeah, they're bungalow. Mm-hmm. Just roommates? I don't know. I kind of take it that they're uh, they're together. You know, Ooh. the way that Woods kind of looks after him a little bit. You know, I mean, like, your homie's in a precarious position where he could have a snake on his stomach and you take a lot of care, you know? Like, that's not something you take lightly. Um, mm-hmm. There was just a vibe about them that I got uh, where I was like, I think these two might be into each other. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, regardless, um, I think that the isolation is a lot less literal in that one uh, with him being under the covers, unable to move, unable to speak. Like he is. I see. He is isolated. Can't do anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dude literally can't do anything. Yeah. Uh, He can whisper and twitch his mouth. You just get a little little angry. Uh, But no, I... As far, I guess, let's see if we haven't covered any of our, our rat catcher favorites yet. I haven't given my line yet. No, More there were a few. There were a few. There was one where he was like, you got a dog? Like, yeah. He's like, if you want him to die a horrible, painful death or whatever, let him through that gate. And I was yeah, like, right. Oh, that's that's a way to deliver that, you know, to be like, yeah. if you want him like, to die. I'll let your dog through here. Yeah, you know. Okay. Uh, I didn't didn't go with that though. I, I don't know why. It's just the way he said. Like it's just the way he says this. Um, but um, 
I think it was after the sewer explanation. He was like, well, this is what I would actually... Oh, no, 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 no. He was like, um, I'll put just some oats down first. They'll eat them up, and they'll come and they'll eat the next day, and the next day they'll get fatter. They'll be happy, yeah. and, and, and then I'll put the poison down. And then Rupert Friends, um, he's like, ah, clever. And he goes, you gotta be clever on this job. Cleverer than a rat. And that's saying something. And then that's when, um, reporter, do they have names? Or is it just Ratman, reporter, and mechanic? Uh, uh mechanic is Claude. Ah, uh, Claude. Um, Claude's editor the only name. slash reporter the... never. Wow, editor slash reporter. Huh, interesting. But yeah, I guess, and then editor goes, you almost gotta be a rat yourself. And I, like, literally, whenever he said that, like, I was, like, think, like, I was thinking, I'm like, this, this dude's just a fucking rat. Like, yeah. like, I'm like, he's gotta be cleverer than a rat. I'm like, why be cleverer than a rat? Just, you became a rat, dude. Like, I was just kind of thinking it, and it was, I don't know, it was really funny. But I like the delivery of, like, Ray finds the, you gotta be cleverer than a rat on this job. And then, and then, uh, you almost gotta be a rat yourself. He's like, oh, it just, it just came out of me. I didn't want to say it, but I did. Yeah. You know, he felt like bad for saying it. I don't know. He well, was and like, then, and then oh. the rat catcher was like happy with that. He's like, yeah. No, you, you, you said, said something. something. Yeah. You said something now. Yeah. He's like, that's the best compliment you could have ever given me in my life. I've been working yeah. for this, waiting to hear this every single day. It's all what I do. I, I kill rat. Everybody's got rats. Did the, know. uh, did the rat man, uh, at all i know we talked last episode about how he kind of reminded you of franklin bean and his mm -hmm. character design off the um, trailer more watching the episode not really but a little more bit. off the episode the hair the corduroy jacket the corduroy pants the little mm -hmm. bag that man was wes anderson okay yeah, he looked just that, like what I mean, like a much more disgusting, grotesque yeah. version of Wes Anderson. Uh, but he looked like Wes Anderson. Um, okay. And I was curious if there's any projection he's doing onto this where he, as a creative, you know, he feels like he's had, like he's dedicated his life to this thing and every once in a oh. while people feel like they're above it or they they don't they're like you you just you just do your thing and that's all you do you uh -huh. know like uh if okay. he's like no there's more to it you got to be clever than that you know like uh if there's something there a little bit where him he identifies with the rat catcher to a degree because that ends up being sort of the mm. visual indication to me um Okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess if he's if he's putting himself onto this character, is he trying to say that like he is just a normal guy too, just making movies, making, you know, like he he can make mistakes. You know, like he's not like he might be an expert at it and like he he does well. Like obviously this dude's he's called in straight from the health office, you know. So mm -hmm. it's like this dude's known for what he does. Wes called in straight to Netflix, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe it's, maybe he's just trying to be like, you know, I, I just do what I do, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's not, not gotta be, uh, something. Grand no, yeah. Cause uh, like I said, I know that I come away from this and you're supposed to come away from this thinking like this man's disgusting. He, mm -hmm. he took this too far, you know, yeah. like before it was like, ah, oh, you got a shtick. This is like your thing. 
Okay. And then, you know, he spits out rat's blood and you're like, okay, well, all right. You know, this is, uh, you're kind of, you're kind of fucked up, man. This is not cool. Actually Um, insane. Um, yeah, you're just, I mean, no, no one does that. You know, no one bites a rat. Uh, But I think like, I, I do think they are trying to make a point where like, he's not, like he's not terribly too terribly outside the box compared to like like I said with Rupert Friend's character like they have a mm. certain degree in common you know like they do have a little bit that kind of that kind of mm-hmm. makes them similar and in trying to prove himself he made himself a fool you know he like he pride cometh before the fall you know that sort of thing like mm. he was like i oh no i gotta show these motherfuckers i got i i know what i'm doing this is my shit i figured this out um mm. and so maybe the moral of the story is that he's got to stay humble you know a little bit uh got to stay grounded i just don't get like he even even says he's like ah oh, is there anything are you sure there's not anything inside of the hay? Hayrick? Hayrick, that... yeah. Hayrick. And there's food in there? Is that just where the town stores their food? Like what the yeah, I've never heard of a Hayrick before. Yeah, um, we don't we don't you know, we live in Missouri and they might those listening might be surprised to see I feel like I should know. Don't. Um but um I feel like he was like, is there, are you sure there's not anything inside of there? You know, are you sure they're not getting to your food supply? Uh, you could be sick. Are any of you sick? Hmm. Oh. Maybe that's just like hay that the animals eat and then the people eat the animals and then that's how they would get, mm-hmm. or is it, or is it like a literal food store? You know, is there like, it's not like I'm a little sure. hut. Is it? No, yeah, I think you're on. Oh, I mean, I think you have to have the ability to go inside of it. Um, There's a ladder that goes up to the top of it. That's true. Which uh, they also interestingly never acknowledge why you would need to go on top of the hayrick. It felt to me like it was like a pantry situation. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's like. Why and hey, they have buildings. What's uh? Are, are there any more discernible details on the missing poster? Not really. You can't really make out a whole lot. It's very I like, uh, yeah. I was I was gonna say, is there like an occupation or something to uh, assigned to the man or anything but, like that? You know, because I was trying to think like, did the rat catcher kill this dude and plop him in there? And because like, did he not go in there and check it out and like? You know, he was just suspicious of something being in there, and he didn't really do anything. And then, like, they're not eating the poison, and he's—I guess—that's when he gets all pissed off. He's like, "All right, now I got to prove my my worth to these guys," you know, because they the rats weren't dead or whatever. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is big. Yeah, there is a ladder. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I don't know, but I was trying to think. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he would have. No, I don't think I don't think he did it uh, by any means. Um, missing three weeks, it says. Missing for three weeks. Bill, old Bill Jonesy. 
Is that old? Old Bill Jonesy. Old yeah. Bill Jonesy. Yep. Um. Yeah. It was like if he's a farmer or a, you know, a uh, kind of looks like a farmer of some sort. He's you know, wearing, that would. He's got a farmer look to him. My I best guess. guess for this poor fella is that he climbed up that ladder, fell into the hayrick, and. You know, didn't and rats have been feasting on him for three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Damn. That's my best guess. Ish. Um. But yeah, I don't know what a what a weird way to end this one. You know, just a ferret kills a rat, and then a a human rat kills a rat, and then they're like, mm-hmm. "All right, dude, just get the fuck out of here." Like they're yeah. like, "Just get out." We're That's like, why we I had to go with Richard Iwade as the editor slash reporter for my character. Uh, because he was never like he was never instigating it, but he does admit the morbid fascination that anybody would have. You know, mm-hmm. he's the one who's like, uh, yeah. I was frozen. I had I, I could not look away. I had like no idea what was going to happen. But I had rail, to you know, yeah. yeah, it's like like, yeah, you don't want to watch it, but like. You're not you going look to look away. Yeah, yeah it's like you, you got to watch it. Uh, it's uh my, and my line is from him as well after the rat man has put mm. the ferrets the ferret and the rat in his shirt and they like and then uh he pulls them out and he goes i don't think i like that very much mm-hmm. yeah uh, what a what a weird way to do it too put them in your shirt and like okay i mean connection, it's the connection he feels like he needs to put he's off part of it he needs to be yeah. part of the show. You know, it's yeah. literally just a ferret killing a rat, but he's still making himself like the, the center central, of it. Yeah. yeah, center of it all. Um, yeah, what a oh, definitely a weird one. Uh, yeah, maybe there's I, something there about projecting your entire importance onto something that is outside, not of your, even you. Yeah, yeah outside of your control too. Like you know, the ferret is going to kill the rat, but you mm. don't control the ferret and make the ferret kill the rat you don't like you don't make yeah. the rat eat the food you set food out and, and also like the rat will come and eat it you know like also he's saying that like killing rat, you got to be cleverer than a rat and all this stuff but like at the end of the day do you you just yeah you either feed him for a few days and then poison him or you just poison him or you just trap him yeah there's there's not much else you can do you know, it's it's not a very tricky operation, but he's yeah. making it seem that it's like surgical. You know, like oh, no way. You think it's a simple job? Well, but- then that's the other thing too is that like now we're falling. I think we're falling into the same thing that Rupert Friend fell into his character, where it's like it like somebody's got to do it, and it's got to take a certain degree of that's cleverness. True. And and all this, it's when you inflate your self-importance to such a degree that we start going, you piece of shit. Nope. You know, and that's mm-hmm. what he did. He inflated his self-importance mm-hmm. to the point where he was like, you need me, you, you, you bitches, you don't know, you don't, I know, and I'm better than you're... you for it. And it's like, nah, stay humble, bro. You that's know true. how to do this. And, and mm-hmm. I don't know how to do this. You handle it. I'll pay you the money that is required. And that's that. It's a job. And hey, man respect and that's all it's got to be uh but when you inflate your conflate your self-importance with your job mm. it's to be it, it can be a problem yeah is that can you hear that lawnmower in the background by the way sorry if you can i um, cannot no we're good 
Okay, good, good. Um, but I think um, it's like you want someone to be passionate about their job. You know, you mm-hmm. want like someone you're hiring, you want to be passionate. But this is like passion has taken him a little bit too far. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think he's he's gone gone a little bit past his killing. You know, like yeah, yeah. That's true. That is a weird one. Um. It is killing rats, I guess. But to take such pride in it and to do it yourself, literally yourself, mm-hmm. uh, is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. Yeah, and that, yeah, it's just he's. He's taking this thing that he does just a bit too far. That's that's all. Like uh, I've only yeah. had one experience with rats or mice or anything ever in my life. Actually, two, I guess. But one where I was like confronted with like, should we just kill these rats? Like, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. They were just in like in our front yard. I think the mother was like gone, and it was just a bunch of baby. Like mice or rats or something like that. And my grandpa was over at the time. And he's very old-fashioned. You know, the dude fought in the Korean War. Dude's like, um, he just, he was like, all right, let me just put him in a plastic bag and smack him on the ground. I was like, oh my God. You know, I, me, me and my brother, we were like, I don't know how old I was at the time. Probably like. 15, I'd say at the oldest. Me. Right. And then my, my brother instantly was just like. No, he was like, oh my God. He was like, holy crap. Like you would do that. Like he was like, he was actually appalled. And, and we just took him down the street and let him into the woods. You know, they're baby mice into the woods. I don't know. They probably didn't make it very far anyways without their, their mother. But like, I don't know. I guess it was better than gave him a chance. Better than getting smashed on the fucking ground. Yeah. It's like, it's a weird, a weird thing to like. Taking an like just to take an animal's life, like it's weird knowing that like, like we're in a position where we could just make that decision so easily. Yeah, like you know, like so easily. Um, and they could well, have, this you know, maybe there's maybe there's something to that as well within the the context of Wes's filmography and the admirance he's held for animals mm-hmm. and the sort of uh, the inclusion he's had with them in a lot of his stories. Yeah, yeah. Is, is there something here where? If like again, if he didn't take such joy in it, you wouldn't think this dude was necessarily terrible. It's the fact that he is so happy to do it that you're like, mm-hmm. okay, you motherfucker, like, quit being such yeah. a fucking weirdo. Um, oh yeah, and I appreciate yeah. that's why I went with the with the reporter Richard Iwate as the character because mm-hmm. he so concisely was like this piece of shit, man, like. What a cunt, you know? Uh, I, I'm glad that he recognized, Wes recognized that Richard Iowade has the voice to narrate one Dude. of these. Dude. I'm glad he was like, this is the guy who's going to tell one of the stories, that's for sure. Um, mm. Yeah. Because his, his narration voice, I mean, I love Rupert Friend's performance more in The Swan. But his narration of this was probably the best in the entire little. Is this the, the best narration? Short. Okay, I think so. For me, okay, I'll make an argument for next for poison for uh, mm. Dev Patel. Um, gotcha. But uh, I, really, I really liked his narration. He was good. There. He was very good. Uh, but this, no, this, this was good. I, I, I did like the range of narration he had to go on here. Like that, like when it started. 
being very dramatic and like he's killing, you know, about to strike with his, you know, mm-hmm. teeth or whatever. And he's in the background, like just narrating the whole thing. And it's all, I don't know, cut like the shots are cutting yeah, in between. The tension everybody. is building and building. Yeah, it's, it's, there's not more than a hand space in between their faces or whatever. Like, I don't know. He, yeah. like, he didn't make it all dramatic. And it was, I don't know. You might be right there, actually, that he did have the best narration in the short. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot at the very least. But uh, are we ready to give this one a rating? Mm-hmm. I think I think we are there. Um, I think this one yeah. kind of finds itself somewhere between Henry Sugar and the Swan at a nine and an I eight think, five. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I think it's. Wise. I don't think it's definitely not an eight five. It's either an eight seven five or a nine, mm-hmm. and it's just is it on the same level as Henry Sugar? I'm more inclined to give it an eight seven five and slot it right in between. I there. think I I'm, think that's uh, that seems way, way more correct to me as well. Seems perfect, um, actually. I think we've got mm-hmm. a perfect little setup here going into the last one as well. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. critically, how are we feeling about uh, the rat catcher in comparison to these other two? You know, we gave Henry Sugar an eight two five. We gave the Swan an eight five. I think it's probably closer to that eight five, you know, uh, for me personally, anyway. Um, hmm. Trying to see if I could d- discern anything, if there's anything that stands out on this one compared to the others. Um, I, I'd say it's just this one's a you have way more of a character here. Yeah, like this, the like the Rat Man was the rat man i don't know i will grant i'll grant the other ones this this is probably my least favorite looking of the shorts personally i thought uh, i think henry sugar is probably still my favorite looking but i did think the swan looked better and later on i think poison looks better than this one as well um Mm -hmm. this obviously i i enjoyed the way it looked don't get me wrong but i do enjoy the way the others looked a bit more i think it's uh, i think they're a little bit more enticing I think the story. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually swinging around to the point where I think the Swan is probably better than than this, and in, in almost every way. Um, I think so. I think so as well. It's either I feel like it, it's kind of there as well. It's either eight two five or eight five. I don't know. I think the Swan just has a little bit more. It has a little bit more of an emotional impact yeah, and that's that does it that gives it a little bit more of a bump that's fair um i think i'm i'm around eight two five for let's me. go ahead and throw it that then and that would would average it out to an eight four two so just barely below henry sugar mm-hmm. and the swan at eight five averages um so i think i think i, I can like accept that, that. i, I, I do that. agree i do agree um Let's talk a little bit of a uh, let's talk a little bit of poison, huh? This was a felt like a fitting end, which is kind of bizarre, you know. It felt like a fitting, like this is the last one, and there's a very specific reason for that for me. Where again, I think we have a character who very meta in a very meta sense kind of captures Wes Anderson to a degree. And uh, it is Benedict Cumberbatch's Mr. Pope laying there. Um, And it's this this intense control 
the entire time. You know, like he has he has control over the situation. He knows exactly what the problem is. He knows exactly what needs to be done about it. And the second more hands start getting involved, the less he likes it. And then the entire facade of all four shorts up to a point collapses. And we get the most unique camera moment of the entire series of shorts whenever Benedict Cumberbatch flips the fuck out, jumps off the bed, the camera's shaking, everyone's panicking, and it's like, that, the the level of control he's had up to this point had never, it never moved, it never wavered, it had been, it had been still, it's the typical, everything is Wes Anderson style, and this one kept being Wes Anderson style even through that, it's just obvious that something shifted in this moment. Um, and that was that was easily my favorite scene, like that that moment whenever oh, everything yeah. collapses. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's that's what the episode is building up to, and I guess now what the shorts are building up to. I didn't think about this at all. I thought the deepest I went was just like you want to be right so bad that whenever you're proven wrong, it feels like shit, and you just mm-hmm. gotta put that feeling onto onto the the other people in the room to make oh, you yeah. feel better. That's um, definitely the the moral of this short in and of itself, yeah. for sure. Yeah, like, I mean, you would feel like shit if you did drag a doctor all out of bed, you know, made this big... Dude laid there for hours as well. Yeah. Completely still. You don't gotta insult someone's character, though, you know, or just their person, because it's... I don't know. Racist. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I didn't... Got pretty I flagrantly know. racist. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I guess if, hmm, yeah, that's. Weird. I don't think this literally represents Wes Anderson in this sense. I don't think the characterization of him represents Wes Anderson. What's he I trying to say here? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no I, I think I think I more think so. in the grand scheme of things, the I guess more the the creation of this feels like it reflects Wes Anderson more than the character himself. But uh, yeah, no, I. Uh, him blowing up though. That was, I mean, that's definitely, yeah. Like, um, he just starts jumping and you're just kind of like, uh, like what, like, the camera's shaking and mm-hmm. he's jumping up and down. Dev Patel is still talking to the camera, but he's, he's panicking. He's looking back and forth, you know, like that whole fucking mm. brilliant little moment. And, uh, and, and I mean, like that pretty much to the end, cause it's probably what, minute and a half maybe if that a minute uh, you yeah, know like not that it's long not at all yeah and then know, that's that happens the dude walks to his car and he talks to dev patel for a brief time and that's where we get my line where uh he's like i'm so sorry and dr ganderby goes you can't be it has you know, one like, of those uh, west lines this one like the like uh, i wonder if it remembers me like it, it sort of it felt like that this one he owes you, know, you like, his life no he doesn't Mm, mm-hmm. You know, he's like, yeah, like, yeah, he, he you say, yeah, yeah, like, I, you did a miraculous thing in there. You saved his life. He's like, no, I don't think so. It's like, no, I, I don't think so. Like, I didn't save his, like, wasn't even in danger in the first place, you know, sort of thing. I think he was saying, mm-hmm. and then what, and then he says, I forget why he says sorry, or is it like, he's um, sorry for him. He's sorry. He's like, I'm sorry that he uh, did all that. You know, like, I'm sorry he said that, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't deserve, he's, I'm so sorry. He goes, you can't be, mm-hmm. you know, like he, he there's this, that's uh, a nice shot too. Like the, oh, the rear view mirror, like perfectly. So you could see his face 
as well through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of like the fields um, in the background. I love Ben Kingsley, man. Yeah. I'm praying mm. these three dude, just continue to be in Wes Anderson things. Some great additions to the West first. This is, I don't know, it just works. And for some reason, Ben Kingsley, uh, him just being a doctor. And this, I was like, this dude would kind of fuck as a Professor X. I don't know why. I'm like, just give me, give, like, in whenever the X-Men come back up in Marvel, like, uh, you know, he was idea. in the Ten Rings, and what if this whole yeah, time he's... Trevor just, Slattery. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's, he's been playing us the whole fucking time. Yeah, right. Was, no. was, he, how, did, how did he communicate with that animal, dude? That animal, you know? He mm-hmm. said he just had a relationship with it. It'd be a lot easier to communicate if he could read his mind. I'm there going deep go. in Mar- Marvel lore right now, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I I think like Ben Kingsley just fits perfectly. Like as, he got my performance uh, for yeah. Doctor Ganderby here, and it was a very specific moment that it's it's whenever Benedict Cumberbatch kind of blows up at him the first time, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Don't you think I know that?" And then uh, he he just. Deb Patel says something about how he just stared at him. He got so intense in his yeah. stare. Yeah, and didn't uh, even he, say a word, but he yeah, held him there. There's like, that line that he says where it's, uh, yeah, yeah, you, you, it's your line. I have right? it. I have yeah. it. No, it was yeah. awesome. It's a line that's said, but wasn't even spoken. Just known ab- amongst <laughs> the room. Don't move. Don't speak. Damn you. You're not spoiling this. Spoiling this now. You hear me? Yeah. He was like, just got real mean there. And then Death Patel building on it and being like, uh, he looked to me, he looked to the fan, he looked to the ear, he looked to your beat, he never looked to Dr. Ganderby, but somehow Dr. Ganderby held him. You know, like it was like, that's who anchored him, even though he was never looking at him. Mm -hmm. Um, And the shot of that fan, too, by the way, very, very cool. Um, That was sick. There were a lot of cool shots in this. A lot of cool sets, like uh, whenever Dev Patel walks in the house for the first time, and then like it just... Just like kind of yeah, rises out up. of the scene, dude. I like. I went, like, yeah. You know, oh, like yeah. uh, it, that. The the front of the house lifted. Emily and I were watching, and I went, yeah. Like I fuck. like that. That that you was know? my favorite. Like in Henry Sugar, that was my favorite shot. Whenever like it, it kind of the reverse. Oh, yeah. Like a, another everything dropped in. Not rose. Yeah. I liked that. Not not my shot here. I really liked the. Um, it happened a few times, um, but this one in particular was the most satisfying to me. It was. Um, a split shot, like split screen, and on half, uh, I guess it was kind of it was it sat there for a little bit, but it was whenever he was like, uh, I have this little elastic band that I'm gonna tie around his bicep. I have mm-hmm. this little uh, alcohol that I swabbed him with, and then now I have the anti venom. And it's just you have Dev Patel on one side, and then Benedict Cumberpatch and Ben Kingsley on the other side. Uh, mm. I don't know, doing their thing, and. I don't know. It was just, I love how they break the fourth wall all the time and then not at the same time. Like there's a camera there right. at some points and they can show the camera, show the audience things. But then at, at some points it's, it's not there and they're doing, just doing their thing in the scene. Um, yeah, but man, a lot no, of, I, don't I, know. Uh, I actually went with a split shot as well. Um, for my, for my favorite. Cause it, that's, that's super prevalent in this one is that split down the Ooh. middle. This is what we're doing. Uh, mostly because it's the most interesting part of the of the little short for me, where I don't completely understand mm. what's happened to Woods in the past. Where this would, because he says, "Uh, 
I it's the shot whenever he is in a hospital room with a scar down the top of his head with stitches in them. Yeah. And there's the chloroform is smoking on the other side of the screen as he pours it in. He says something about how the smell brought back memories of nurses and doctors in a white room and 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 I've no idea like I've no idea what that must be about, but uh huh. It's incredibly intriguing to just drop that little detail where Woods has been through something. Um, and it was the only time we ever leave this setting. Yeah. I know we what get like is- Dr. Ganderby's where house. Where are they? Where the hell are they? Is this based in any sort of reality at all? You know, is there like any war that's going on that they're currently in the middle of? I'm like, or... is Dev Pat- Patel's wearing some sort of uniform? Is he in the British Army? Is that what it is? Is like, like a... Uh, okay. Yeah, there could be could be some more going on there. Huh. Did they ever say what country they're in at all? Yeah, he is, he is wearing a uniform. There's a little oh. patch... On like his front Ooh. left side. Yeah, there is. Um, and I couldn't make out what it said, mostly because I just didn't try too very hard. But I know the top part says British. I'm pretty sure. Um, okay. And I'm not sure what it says below that, but it's not very long and, it, and it's pretty clipped. So I just assumed it was Army. Yeah, um, whoa, that shot is n- weird, though, of him in the hospital. Yeah, like. What's he say word for word? Can you can you hear that or read the subtitles there? In the and during that shot. Yeah. The heavy, sickening smell of chloroform spread over the room, bringing faint, unpleasant memories of nurses and surgeons in a white room with a long white table. Ganderby was pouring steadily. Yeah, like that's it. Like, mm -hmm. he's he's got memories of a surgery that was performed on him at some point. Um. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, it definitely says British. British, maybe J-U-T-I? Juti? J-U... I don't know, it's very small. Hmm. Maybe that's not even the English alphabet, actually. That could be a different... Yeah, I don't know what's on that patch, but... I I, I guess I didn't think about what else could have been going on here. Like, I took it as just very base value as just what happened, like, uh, just in the story. Like, just the snake. And, and it come, I don't know, I was just thinking, they're just in this house, and this dude has a snake on his stomach, and that's about, you know, just needs to get it off. But Well, that's that's why, like, I thought that it was, there's an intimacy projected onto Woods and Harry that, I mean, that you just kind of take as fact, even subconsciously, because... For a man to show up to home, go to your bedroom, you know, like that, like that's the first place you go, and True. you know, like that, that, that whole thing. He's already laying there and stuff. Like you're, you're at least roommates, at minimum. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But there's a certain, there's a certain intimacy to the going straight to somebody's room, and you know, that's the first thing you're going to do that day or when you get home. Um, so I'm curious if. Uh, do you think there's something to Woods being a doctor? You know, maybe he's like, uh, is is there something there where that might be why he feels like he has some sort of grasp on the situation in comparison to Dr. Ganderby? You know, or uh, is like, uh, 
Hmm. There's just a this one more than any of the others. You know, it felt the most straightforward, but there's a lot that just kind of flies under the radar like, because be more there. Yeah. Sure. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder. Because yeah, at first I would I would have. I guess he's in his pajamas, so we wouldn't know if like Benedict Cumberbatch is also a soldier, you know, and they're just right. Bunk. This is where they happen to be. Yes, yeah, they're bungalows, the time, whatever. Bunking, but like, yeah. this does seem way more settled. It seems down. like it's their bungalow, you know. Like, yeah. It seems like it's their home, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. It's definitely a lot more settled down. Um, he's reading a book in bed too, you mm-hmm. know. I don't know, and they have like a whole. It's like no one else is in the house other than them. It's not like they're being quartered by like a family, you know, or <laughs> something like that. Like, and given uh, given that it's a bungalow, it's not a very big home. Um, mm-hmm. We get the outside, we get the kitchen, and we get that one room. So it's uh, you know, one room, one bed in that room feels feels intimate. You know, like there's there's an intimacy projected onto these characters. Mm. Just not from the explicit, but from the implicit, like what you see indicates that these two are very close without them ever going like these two are very close, you know, like there's just there's a heavy, heavy implication that they are. Um, And I like that. I like that method of storytelling because it immediately immerses you into the idea that. You know, obviously, this is not run of the mill everyday sort of shit, you know, where I might have snake on me, you know, like uh, Mm -hmm. it's just uh, coming home going going to bed you know basically i'm uh is there anything more to the snake at all or is it just the fact that he thought there was something and then it ended up being being nothing like they needed something to where you know it ended up being nothing and just a farce or like is there any anything any reason like to be a snake um Hmm. in the first place because they actually do have the snake and roll doll chilling in his yeah. uh, riding chair, has the snake in there. Uh, I don't know if that's a little stop motion, little snake they got. Or yeah, I don't know. Real. I couldn't really I tell. It looked, looked pretty real. Um, because if if they were, there's no way it's. I don't know. I don't know how they do that because it was moving slithering. in the jar while, yeah. like Ray finds is just talking. Yeah, I guess it, it does. That does look pretty real. Looking at it now. Yeah, I don't um, know. Um. Wow. I'm not real. I'm not real keen to the idea of what the snake would represent in a grander sense beyond a confidence in one's knowledge. You know, like Mm -hmm. it's that you get a like I said, you get a little bit of the same thing you get from the rat catcher, where we have this man who is so confident and so certain of the circumstances that are happening and how to fix it and Mm -hmm. then it turns out all of it was for nothing none of that works none of it's even none of it even mattered so Mm. why why carry on what like like kind of you know and uh there's i don't know there is a really fascinating little just kind of Seems like there's a backstory here, man. Yeah, like there's this, and I love the way that they, you know, uh, another thing that indicates an intimate 
relationship is his unquestioning trust of 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 Harry. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, "There's a snake on my stomach," and he's like, "There's a fucking snake on your stomach." You know, like that's. If you said it, it must be right. You know, like if you said it, it must be true. You must at least absolutely think that. And then whenever the situation resolves itself, they're just so happy that nothing happened. They're happy that it's not there. Nothing Mm -hmm. happened. Whoopsie. Little mistake. Not a big deal. At least you're alive. Mm. And this dude almost seems to be dead than be wrong. You know what I'm saying? And like, uh, He's yeah. like, are you calling me a liar? He's like, no, dude. Like, uh, mistakes wow. happen. You thought there was a snake on your stomach. Like, it's not that big a deal. It's fine. I'm glad, I'm glad things it's, worked out. And he- it's almost like Ben Kingsley, like, he knew, like, he knew that Harry wasn't trying to be like that. He just knew that he was, like, trying to prove, like, he just knew he felt bad in the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he, he kind of, like, all right. I know what's happening. I'm just going to get out of here. Like, I'm not going to take this one. He's like, I think one, he's like, all right, dude's being racist. I'm, I'm getting the fuck out of here. You know? Well, and Dev Patel's character really does not take kindly to that racism either. It's whenever he calls, when he calls him that he pulls a fucking knife on him. That's true. Uh, He does pull a knife on him. Okay. Whoa. What's going on here? It does. I don't know. In the, the IMDB, uh, little, description paragraph it says india that they are in india um gotcha i don't know if it's ever said in there um i think the implication is that they're in india because dr ganderby is a local doctor and he gets racist about where they are you know like that's uh uh, i didn't know i didn't pay attention to what slur or uh, all i heard was the first thing i can't remember he says where he's from the first time Oh really? Um, yeah, he says like uh you something something is something yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the next time he gets around to brown, you know, and yeah. like that's and that's when you realize oh that's what he's that's what he's and there's an implication throughout which is fascinating because he is willing to look at Dev Patel and he is he is willing to look at all these other but he never does take kindly to Dr. Ganderby. Yeah. You know. Even from the get go, so is one of this character's traits that just that he's racist, or it that he's seems like it, yeah, because he mm. never looked at, he never even looked, yeah, at the doc, like he, yeah. he couldn't even, yeah, that's, yeah, I'm trying to, but he's down know. with Depatel, yeah. So it's just a, it's just an interesting little bit of contrivance there that i'm i'm fascinated by you know bengali um uh bengalese yeah yeah you bengali is that a city in india of bengali is this yeah of bangladesh which is is that its own is that its own country it's right next to india it might be a state within india it it's a like. country. Is- uh, it's a country in South Asia. I think it's a neighbor of India. Okay, yeah, it's just right there. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I I guess I'm not very... I don't know if there's a, a conflict or a war or something where this kind kind of makes more sense, you know, where 
maybe he wants it would his make sense died. uh the british army notoriously colonized and yeah i uh, had that had a distinct presence in india and if mm-hmm. dev patel is a fighter for the british army maybe that's mm-hmm. why he can accept dev patel in comparison to dr Gimbal- or uh what well, ganderby uh yeah just a native versus mm-hmm. i guess uh I mean, yeah. uh, that, that's what's interesting is that like he, he there, there's clearly something there, and uh, dude's a little racist. That's oh for, for sure. sure, no doubt. Yeah, that's for sure. And he, I mean, I think the the crux of it is that he didn't want to be proven wrong, but then there's also he didn't want to be proven wrong by this wrong. guy. Exactly. Yeah, the fact that it happened by someone. Well, um, and there, there's another thing again with the pride thing where it's it's the perspective that he's being proven wrong at all. Mm. Like, be thankful that's not what happened. Yeah, you you know, be thankful that you were wrong. Yes, you wasted a few hours by laying here like this. Mm-hmm. Mm. But you're alive, man. Why are you getting bogged down in these petty grievances where you are... You are the bad guy here, you know? Um... Uh, yeah, I'm trying to see if there's. I'm looking up to see if there's anything more on the the scar on his head. And someone, what? Note comes acknowledges that Roldal named Woods after an RAF pilot killed in the Battle of Athens. This shows that Woods may have so much of a deeper story than lets on. What? Oh, maybe there's more. Ah, uh, like just known from the. The, the real story, story it's based the actual on actual story. Okay, I guess that yeah, there might there might be more. Um, I guess that that's fair. This is based on on his stories, but huh? Yeah, I think this one. It, it seems that there's m- more going on behind the scenes than any other. And the mm-hmm. others are kind of very cut and dry. Yeah, you gotta you gotta read between the lines to a much deeper degree to get every little bit of this. You know, I think that all of them have a depth to them. That like, uh, there are people, uh, I don't necessarily agree with this, but I saw a take yesterday that this is, these shorts, if they were cut together, would be a better movie and a more sophisticated movie than Asteroid City. Um, and I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I can absolutely see what would make you, what would make someone think that, you know, like there is a, What's fascinating is I feel like this goes next to Asteroid City very, very satisfyingly as probably his most cerebral works, while this feels so much more like, oh, yeah, cut and dry. It's right there. You know, this is the story. We've talked for like an hour and a half longer in total about the four shorts than the shorts themselves consist of. You know, like it's just there. there's a lot to parse through there. That, uh, you know, when it came to Asteroid City, it was still very cerebral and you had a tough time understanding it, but that was more about feeling it than understanding it. It was just get it like you feel what this is about rather than breaking down what it's about through the implicit. You know, it's a. Hmm. And it's a a way different ballgame too. like Mm -hmm. comparing a movie versus these shorts but like if you kind of imagine them all cut together mm. 
Um, I mean, they, yeah, they very obviously go together. I think the only reason that they're shorts is that Wes Anderson didn't want one of his movies going straight to Netflix. You know, like I, I guarantee you that's what it is. Like, I think that if this could have gotten a theatrical release, he would have cut them together. That's fair. Yeah, I love how all of every, every movie or anything he does, like the companies at the beginning, no sound. Whatever, like nope. usually at the beginning of a Netflix, anything you hear the boom, you know, or whatever, yeah. nothing, just nope. the logo. That's all you get. Um, and yeah, yeah. I, I, hmm, I don't know. I liked you saying that. Like, uh, this might be like a a very fourth wall, you know, West and himself, like feeling trapped. Um, a story placed on top of him have to have to write, you know, you have mm-hmm. to do this. Uh, you, you know, he feels very trapped. And, uh, but I guess I don't see, like, why he become, I, I, like, why he would become mad at the end. Like, if, if he is projecting himself onto that, if, like, what, what the ending would mean for him. Um, him blowing up and being, you know, maybe he wants to. Maybe he, like, he wants that's how much like how much energy he kind of has behind it you know maybe mm. i guess like if uh if he were to blow up and and get get angry yeah no i think like i think it's more directly in the film like it's it's a more it's more allegorical to his filmmaking at large you know like mm. he has had this very controlled sense of exactly what he wants to do exactly what he wants to make exactly everything is done exactly how he envisions it you know, and the second something isn't done the way he envisions it, it feels like, oh God, the sky is fucking falling. You know, like this is, this is how I create. This is how I make things. You know, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily that he's blowing up on actors or blowing up on executives. This is more a visual representation of the way that makes him feel, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. And maybe, maybe the race thing and like, why he likes Woods so much maybe is like he's comfortable with Woods. He like, you know, and the actors that he is comfortable with and that mm-hmm. that he like the actor director relationship he has and how they, they kinda understand his work. A literal foreign foreigner to him like comes in and tries to tries to do something and that's that's when it goes I like a know, Netflix executive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they, they wanna do good things. You know, I guess maybe like their intentions are good, making a good thing. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, Doctor Ganderby. Like, it's hard to say that he's he's not in the wrong in any capacity in this. So that's that's what's that's yeah, what's dude, interesting. Dude, dude just got either woken up or he was about to go to bed. He's like, uh, you were still up. Bed. What's up, yeah. man? What how you doing? Are you okay, buddy? You know, uh, the, who was bitten? It was like a you know uh, yeah. that that An whole explosion. thing. In my yeah. ear, said so quick. Yeah, it felt like an explosion. No, that's nah, man. that's why I went with with Dev Patel for the performance uh, mm. because I like his narration so much. Um, in this one, I, th- I thought he did a a really good job as the narrator. Um, just very fast spoken, like uh, like it it at, at times, um, and very just well spoken at that. Like I I don't know, I I just can't even talk that fast in general. Um, but then they're doing it in a way that is actually pushing a story forward and speaking clear enough to like be understood. I don't know. It's 
just impressive and like the the emotion he has behind it too i i really liked his his narration in this one it stood out to me more um than any other narration that's that's why i put him down for the performance but then you saying um i don't know and maybe the rat catcher might have the best narration there uh, i think it's between these two though um well friend i don't know in the swan did pretty good I'd say, I don't know. All of them. That's the thing. All of the all of these shorts are great. There's mm. not a single one that is like actively bad. Um, and I think you can you can find like strengths in. I, I I mean I don't really think Benedict Cumberpatch. I mean he he did I guess do a little, but he was just laying there for most of it. Um, I mean he so does. A, it's it's but, one of those things. It's different. It's a little. It's just. It's weird compared to the shit he does usually, and, like, and just even the shots, like the overhead when he's just on the bed, just seeing him like mad and like just the mm-hmm. facial acting he has to do, or like the whispering and he's just sweating and and just you know he's agitated. Uh, mm-hmm. Like he did, still did a good job. It's just very interesting that like you choose Benedict Cumberpatch for a role like that, you know, where it's just you need one kind of flip out at the end. Um, that's like kind of the main thing they have to do. But other than that, it's just yep. All right, lay here. You'll whisper a few times and twitch your mouth, twitch your face a little bit. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I liked uh, I liked Dev Patel for the performance, but character-wise, I went with Doctor Ganderby up in uh, Kingsley just because. I mean, how, I don't know. He didn't do anything. Dude, dude was was chill. Came over, did his job, and got freaking some some shade thrown at him, and just was like, all right. Whatever. That mm. that's the world we live in. Gotta go. See you later. Yeah. No. Um, I dig that. Yeah, I went with uh I went with Woods for my character simply because he, he seemed so caring. He uh mm. wanted so badly for his friend to be okay that mm-hmm. you know, he went he went to lengths that not a lot of people would have, you know. It, it's so flustered in a moment where his friend is in danger that he's not even thinking straight, you know, and he, the one who's in danger has to, you know, the way he said it made me realize I should have already thought of it, you know, like that, that sort of thing. Like he feels, he feels bad, you know, Mm -hmm. constantly. He is always, he always feels bad for the way he's handling it. He feels bad for the way he felt, he handled it. And I think that Dr. Ganderby just kind of tries to teach him that he can't feel bad all the time. You know, it's like, Hey man, you got to do what you got to do and they're going to do that. Fuck them. You know, that's kind of you. I'm sorry. You can't be, you know, like that's uh, you have nothing to be sorry for. That's not your fault. You know, Uh, that was such a good line there. And then I know I needed to spread the love a little bit, but I think that's the, uh, that is the line for the short. Um, undoubtedly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was when I was watching back going through it. I, I there was a lot of split shots. They he used that a lot in this one. It's a popular um, popular visual choice with with the poison here. Um, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Did he do it in the other uh, the other ones? I'm trying to think. Or was it um, Henry Sugar got a little bit of the split screen treatment. But what was interesting about Henry Sugar is there were multiple times where it was only one half of the screen and the other half was black. Like it. Oh. it yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it would, it would very randomly switch to like a vertical aspect ratio yeah. on half of the screen. Um, mm. 
and again, I, again, I think that further emphasizes the sense of isolation and a lot of the characters. You know. ratio. He wanted, yeah, there you go. He's making his own TikTok shorts now. He said, let me show y'all. Yeah. Exactly fucking, how good this actually can be. Fucking idiots with this. <laughs> you know, whatever. Let me show you how a pro does it. Um, no, but I know this. Okay. Talking. I didn't think at all. At this deep whatsoever into poison, but I think it's, mm. it's definitely the one that that uh, gets me to think the most. Like it warrants it. Henry Sugar, it's more of like oh, like I wish I could have this power and and give back to hospital. Mm. Like it's just like oh, that'd be cool if that was real. Um, the Swan is more of just like oh, damn, that's that sucks and that's unfortunate. The Rat Catcher feels like a fever dream. And and but poison, I don't know. It's got got some umph to it. It's got something, got some backstory, mm-hmm. some more backstory that I kind of. If if I want a movie made on any of these, I think it's actually this one. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the the characters you could you could flesh them out a little bit more uh, to be sure. Uh, there's a lot. I just I want to know what's going on here. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's feels like there's something more that we didn't get. Well, I don't know. I might take that back. I think the movie might just be Henry Sugar, a full full-fleshed yeah, even more. Yeah, pretty of that strong. One. But I think this we got we got more of Henry Sugar than anything else, so Oh yeah. We only got 17 minutes of poison. I need I need more of it. Poison. Mm-hmm. Poison. Yeah, no, man. I, uh, I, I really, really, really enjoyed this short. I thought that, I mean, I loved, I loved this weekend. You know, this was, this was a brilliant few days where I got a little bit of Wes Anderson every day and it was, it was fucking wonderful. You know, I, uh, I got, uh, Henry Sugar on Thursday. Was that Thursday or was it Wednesday? Henry Sugar on Wednesday. Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, The Swan on Thursday. Ratcatcher on Friday. Poison on Saturday, and then just a little cherry on top. I went and saw The Creator yesterday, the new Gareth Edwards oh, movie. dude. For yeah. some reason, in my head, I thought that was coming out in like a month or so. Nah, and my dad yeah, my dad was even like, hey, like that looks, that movie looks really, really cool. Um, that, really I don't know, that looks really cool. Like, do you know when that comes out? And I'm like, I think it's like a month or so. And then we literally see the commercial come on next. And now it's like, show it. oh, today. Yeah, it's like, I was like, oh, shit. Um, yeah, man. No, if you like Rogue One, oh, the shit. guy who directed it, well, come on. Yeah. You know I like Rogue One, yeah. and this has got it's got some more going for it. I mean, Star Wars is Star Wars. It's got a lot going for it, but this is this is just completely uh, original, like, man. Completely original yeah. sci-fi movie. It's it's this very very cool. fun. So I had a great weekend, movie wise. Great yeah, weekend viewing wise. This uh, was great. This was fantastic. I myself. Got Wes and a little bit of some Martin Scorsese, so I'm mm. I'm eating as well. Um, I'm uh, yeah, we, we live Martin in good. Scorsese first watches, so we live in good. Yeah, I think that's it though. Oh, I didn't log it. I'm up. Got to get better at logging on Letterbox. What I watch, um, but but yeah, just just Wes and Martin Scorsese for me over this weekend. Gotcha. I yeah, I did I did some uh, did some horror. 
first watches this weekend in anticipation of our five by five eventually you know i was like i gotta get some more under my belt so mm-hmm. it uh, is october officially it is officially that time october. yes I, so uh, I've, I've been spooky. i've been adding a little bit to the repertoire there i um, need to do that mm-hmm. but uh yeah how about a rating for poison what uh what, what are we feeling here okay enjoyment the more we talked about it, the more the more I think I like it. You know, uh, it was originally I one, one was easily the last, but now is it still the last? No, I mean the like, other like that's the thing is they're all so fucking good. Like it might be, it might be tied for last. You know, like is it an eight five with the Swan? Do you like this as much as the Swan? Yeah. Then I, I think because I don't know least, that I, yeah, it, I don't think I could put it below. It'd yeah, be like, I don't think I could either. But rat catcher, you feeling an eight seven five there? Deep thought. Deep thought. Yeah, I don't know. This is weird. They they all they all stand in their own spot. Like at one point, I was like, "Oh yeah, poison." That's that's like comfortably at the bottom. That's my last mm-hmm. one. Now I'm like, I think I like it more than the rat catcher, which means I liked it more than the swan. If the enjoyment scores were to be believed, yeah, right. <laughs> so like now it's two, and I'm like, yeah, I, is it just because I'm talking about it? You know, right now, and like it's the one I'm just actively thinking about. No, yeah, I think that more than anything, the most important thing is the way that it makes you feel when you watch it. You know, I know that we talked about it a lot and uh, the the more cerebral and implicit aspects of it do make it to uh, make it a fascinating viewing. Um, But I do think that straight up from the content of the story, the one that we are given when I'm watching it. I do think it's bottom two. I still stand by that. Like, uh, I think that, I think that an eight five, yeah, shit, I'd give it an eight seven five. I wouldn't have a problem with that and tying it with the rat catcher, but, uh, I think that's its range, you know. I think eight five or eight seven five is the way to go. Ooh. I think. Feels weird. Feels weird to give it. Well, I think it's right. I think this one is less enjoyable, a little bit, than the Rat Catcher, but it is definitely better made. Like I, mm. I'd say. So I think okay. I think eight five might be there for the okay. enjoyment, but like its floor is eight five for the critical. I'd oh, I'd, I'd agree. I'd agree completely. Um, Which the the stagecraft of this one, the performances, it's just uh, this was, I, I shit. You could probably make the argument this was the best one. Um, I'd say it's either this or the, the swan. swan was pretty good. The yeah, swan was, like if the swan or like I said, I think that Henry Sugar and the Rat Catcher probably my two favorites, but the swan and poison. Probably the two best, you know, like it's, uh, I, I do think that's the case. Um, that's just going to make it an eight, five as well, which would just make it 
an eight five and tie it with the Swan and and Henry Sugar. Yeah, does that does it make it all the way across the board eight fives except for Rat Catcher at an eight four? The Rat Catcher, although it was a little bit more enjoyable, just kind of suffered a little bit. Yeah, critically, it just wasn't it wasn't on the same level, I don't think, as as yeah, some of the other ones, you know. And then Henry Sugar was just even more enjoyable, you know. Like that's just that's that's all, mm-hmm. you know. It's. I think eight five is fair for critical right. as well. So we're putting it on the exact same level as Way the Swan high. across the board. Yes, yes, yes. But Henry Sugar would be a little bit more enjoyable, but not as well mm-hmm. made, not quite as well made. And then Rat Catcher, a little bit more enjoyable and as well, not as well made. And I think, yeah, I think that that seems right. A little three-way tie. Um, Man, yeah. So uh, overall, this weekend was an 8-5. I think we can comfortably assume that would be about the average there. Good weekend. 8-5, 8-5, 8-5, 8-4. see. Ooh, IMDb gives the Rat Catcher a 6.7. Believe it. And it gives Poison a 7 out of 10. Uh, I believe that. I believe that. I think we're... uh, We've grown to enjoy Wes and appreciate his style a little bit more than the average person does. Um, this is true. Um, I just, I don't know. It's so nice. Nice just to see. It's nice to see something else. Um, it is. He's so fucking original. And these were just bleeding originality. It was so fucking good. Rotten Tomatoes, not very many reviews are in. Um, fewer than 50 ratings, the rat catcher is 68% in the audience. Um, and then poison, let's see, probably even like, yeah, 74. So people, people like poison a little more. I think that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah, across, uh, across our, uh, director spotlights, it's looking like it's just a little bit below the prestige, a little bit, I mean, across the board, a little bit below Isle of Dogs, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit below the Life Aquatic, a little bit above the Royal Tenenbaums, a little bit above Rushmore, and above Bottle Rocket. Like, uh, so it, it finds its place in a in a in a nice middle spot. You know, mm-hmm. a lot we like more, and uh, a little we like less. So mm-hmm. I think that's uh, I think that's fitting. There we are. I think my own personal list. I think Henry Sugar is kind of comfortably at the top for me, yeah. and then the Swan. I think the Swan is pretty comfortably too. Poison and Ratcatcher are kind of interchangeable, I'd say a little bit. But yeah, I think true. I'd actually put Poison above uh, now after talking talking through it. Um, yeah, no, that's so hard. You know, I don't, I don't even know because I don't want to put the Swan at the bottom. That doesn't feel right to me, you know. But then I'm like thinking about I feel it. Like- the Swan is the least enjoyable, but the most emotionally impactful. So it's a different kind mm-hmm. of enjoyment there, right? Um, yeah, because for me, I think I'd go Henry Sugar. I think I'd go Rat Catcher. Mm. I think Rat Catcher is my second favorite. I, I really, really enjoy watching that one. Okay. And then yeah, the Swan and Poison—they're just—they're just there, you know. Like they're both—they're both right there. I don't know if I could put one over the other, but I do think Henry Sugar and Rat Catcher are top two, and those are bottom two for me, enjoyment-wise. Uh, mm. But yeah. Total runtime of this is a little over an hour of Wes. Hour and a half. Yeah, 17, 17, 17, 39. So 51 plus 39. Hour and a half on the dock. Four days was uh, 
a great week. It was nice. It was a nice treat. Oh, it was very, uh, very nice. I loved it. So, yeah. Um, yep. Can't wait for whatever's next. Hopefully we get a little Benny boy back. Hopefully a little Dev Patel. Both Benny boys, I should say. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Ben Kingsley. Hope we get yeah. both of them. Dev Patel, Rupert oh, yeah. Friend. Uh, if Jeffrey Wright was in these shorts, it might have been. It might have been perfect. Dude, they might have been tens across the board. One Jeffrey Wright narration. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Damn it. That's okay. Chapter That's okay. one. We have chat. We have Asteroid City. We do have Asteroid yeah. City. Um. Chapter but one. yeah, with that, I think we will conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom podcast and be done with Wes until whatever's next. Um, mm-hmm. And who knows how far away that might be. We'll see. But uh, we will be covering it whenever it comes. If that's, that's a year from now, if it's two years from now, regardless, it'll it'll happen. But uh, yeah, if you if you're into our director spotlights, keep coming back this week, Wednesday and Friday. Uh, we are kicking off our Martin Scorsese director spotlight in anticipation of Killers of the Flower Moon. This Wednesday is the King of Comedy, starring Robert De Niro, and Friday is After Hours. Um, I'm very very excited. Uh, we have such a great slate of movies and those are a couple good episodes we've already recorded and i'm excited for you to hear um six movies in anticipation of killers of the flower killers of the flower moon making it our second longest director spotlight uh behind wes anderson of course um we've now we've covered literally everything wes anderson has done that is 17 minutes or longer um but yeah it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I cannot wait for that movie to come out. So we got a lot to look forward to. Um, we're going to continue Winter is Blooming on Mondays for the next few weeks as well. Um, Game of Thrones rewatch will be done with Season 5 within the next few weeks. Uh, we got Season 5, Episode 7, 8, 9, and 10 uh, over the next month. And uh, I'm very, very excited for that. Um. Yeah, we got got a lot of stuff cooking. Halloween, we got our 5x5 five five mm-hmm. Halloween edition coming. You know, mm-hmm. we did Valentine's Day a few months back, and that was surprisingly one of our most popular episodes of all time. So I figured, why not try and do a Halloween one? It'll be a lot of fun. I'm very, very much so looking forward to it. For a holiday, I appreciate a lot more than Valentine's Day. So, uh... Halloween be fucks. All-around win situation. Um, mm. Candy cool costumes it's just a massive cosplay day massive Um, cosplay day and there's just a bunch of great movies to accompany halloween you know so like why not why not talk some of those movies uh and that's what we'll be doing for our five by five we'll nail down the categories and kind of announce those uh closer to the release but Mm -hmm. uh yeah, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content for $3 a month. You can support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Head to Twitter, follow at pennybloompod, follow on Instagram at pennybloompodcast. Remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you might be listening and to continue downloading. That is a huge help and it's been a great few months in a row. Hopefully October can keep us running in the same... uh Running on the same level. I'm uh, very, very happy with where we're at. We're very close now to my goal for the year, and we still have October, November, and December. So I'm very, very confident we'll get there uh, so long as everyone's downloading. So thank you very much. Um, 
with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And you got to be clever on this job. Cleverer than a rat. And that is saying something.